0: here talks a will of time theory podcast i am rob your host and today is my first live discord recording of season two of the podcast and it's going to be a bloody doozer like this is going to be great i have three awesome guests with me but i've got a couple of quick things to do before i bring them in and firstly i have a patron shout out to do so i want to welcome the gentle giant that is jason thank you joins earlier today uh, a lovely borderlander in the family thank you so much it's great to have you around i see you in the discord server so it's great to have you in the extra special secret part of it as well so welcome secondly i've got a bit of an announcement to do for watch an so if you're not familiar i host watch an along with way of the leaf Treehouse house art and joe from Twatcast once a month the sunday of every month and uh we have some guests on and we we just draw things from Wheel of Time, and it's hilarious. It's so much fun. But uh, next month's extra special, because not only is it the season finale for our first season, and we'll be announcing our champion uh, captain for the for the, the first eight games, but we also have Alan and Maria from Team Jordan joining us. Thank you, Joe, for uh, inviting them on. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be amazing. So If you haven't checked out Area, go over to Way at the Leaf and you'll be able to find it. I'll put a link in the description, Uh, but definitely come and join us next month. The first Sunday of the month, I should probably tell you what date that is. That is going to be Sunday the 5th of September. You need to come and join us for that. It's a lot of fun. Um, But yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today I am interviewing three forgotten podcasters. They're not actually forgotten. You know exactly who they are, but I've titled it Forgotten Podcasters because... They run first-time reader shows, and everyone wants to talk to the first-time reader. You know, they want to know their opinions, what are their thoughts, what are their theories, what are their ideas, what are their experiences, and no one ever really asks these guys what they're up to. So please welcome to the podcast, Alan from The Wheel Reads, Gus from Wheel Takes, and Brett from Wheel Weaves. How are we doing, guys? Hey. Doing great. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Yes. Hey, okay, doing very good. Yeah.
0: How does it feel to be the focus of a podcast episode as opposed to the people running a podcast episode? I'm going to ask you that very quickly.
2: Unfamiliar. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the spotlight. I'd like to not be in the spotlight.
3: That's why I'm an actor. Do, do you guys know who I am? I'm Alan, by the way. I know Chris and Ian, You guys know them, but yeah. <laughs> Ali never believes
2: me when I say no, no, no. People listen because you haven't read the books. They don't. They don't care what I think. They know what I
3: think. He goes, <laughs> "What,
1: <laughs> Brett? How does it feel for you?" Yeah, it's kind of funny when you. Uh, it's funny because when you you messaged us and you're like, "Hey, we're gonna do this," and then you said something about, "Oh." I'm going to invite the guys behind the scenes who are running the podcast. I don't know about these two guys, but for me, like, I literally just show up for recordings. I don't run anything for our <laughs> podcast. It's all Danny. So, yeah, she, she's the brilliant mind. So, like, I can go get her if you want the brilliant mind behind it. <laughs> but.
0: Well, uh, well you, you're the one that has to keep her unspoiled. So, that was that was my logic behind this. So, uh, I do have some apologies um, going around. <laughs> so, firstly, Ali, I know I just apologized to you in the pre-show uh but once again i do apologize i have taken you away from listening to uh, the the, the Kyrian doc scene like oh my god and um yeah yes. you're not you're not happy with me so i do apologize for dragging gus away from you so you can't listen to that alan uh i want to apologize to your children who don't like the fact that i've stolen you away from them um <laughs> You've had to put them to bed to be here, and yeah. and Brett, just to be safe, I'm going to apologise to Danny, um, you know, for stealing you away from, I don't know, a, a pleasant
1: Saturday evening. So I was a safe bet to do yeah. be that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, so yeah, literally in the pre-show, um, Ali came on and was just like, "Rob, I don't like you." You know, don't come to John Cotton. No, she didn't say that. So uh, She may have said that. No, she didn't say don't come. She's like, you know.
2: She said through, through guffaws of laughter.
0: Indeed. Indeed. So, uh, guys, let, let's just dive in. Um, tell us a little bit um, about why, uh, maybe, I don't know, Alan, do you want to go first? Why you picked up Wheel of Time and then was like, hey, let's make a podcast out of
3: this. I will try to give you the quickest Cliff Notes version of it. Um, <laughs> I have a very interesting story on in how I found Will of Time. So it's uh, it's kind of unique. So backtrack back in 2010, uh, 11 years ago, I actually formed a nonprofit to sell around the world uh, to do educational spots. And the name of the nonprofit was The Eye of the World. It had nothing to do with the books. In fact, i had never even heard of the books. I wasn't really a big fantasy reader. I mean, I had read Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and narnia and that was pretty much my fantasy reading I'd ever done. Um, the actual Eye of the World was Expedition for Youth Education of the World, so it was actually an acronym, had nothing to do with the books at all. And then I'm in Australia, um, selling up the the Golden Coast there and walk into a bookstore, and right there on the shelf was a book called Eye of the World, and that was the name of my nonprofit. And I was like, Well, I guess I have to buy this book then. <laughs> um, so I bought it, read it, next port, bought the next books, um, as much as I could find in the next bookstore and by the time I was done, I had caught up to before um, uh, Sanderson had taken over. So that was before *Memory of Light*. So I had to wait for that book. And I think that was the last one I had to wait for. Um, but yeah, so that's how I found. It was kind of I stumbled into it to find *Wheel of Time*. Um, creating a podcast was well, yeah. Like I said, eleven years ago, I read all these books, and then probably um, I guess it was April of 2019. I heard that they were making a TV show, so I decided to start rereading the books, and I got. The Shadow Rising, and I started listening to the White Tower podcast, and I guess Black Tower just started around that time too. And I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and see if I can start a podcast too. So I called a few friends and I said, Hey, have you ever heard a real time? They're like, No. Do you want to read it? They're like, Why would we do that? I was like, You want to do a podcast? And they're like. You have me interested. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, keep kinda, raising
2: mistakes here.
3: Yeah, it's, that's kind of how it actually, when I talked to one of them, they're like, as long as you got another co-host, I'll do it. I'm like, great, you're the second one I've asked. So um, <laughs> I already got one. So I think that's what Chris said to me. Uh, Ian was the first one I brought on. But
1: yeah. Nice. Brett, how did you get into doing it with Danny? Um, I don't have as good of a story, I don't think. about uh, I didn't sail anywhere, nothing like that. I didn't create any non so it's going to be hard to top that. So you really should have <laughs> let Alan go last, I feel. <laughs> uh, but no, I started reading this in... <laughs> yeah, no, no. I started reading the book as a kid. I read the first one and like at my local library back in Winnipeg, Manitoba, like we didn't have any of the other ones. So I just read the first one like a couple of times. And then fast forward like five years, I had a buddy who was like, Hey, man, I, I read this book out of the world. I was like, dude, I read that like years ago. I loved it. And then I just read through the series um, as they were coming out. And I think maybe around book eight was the last one that was actually published when I was like caught up to it. So, and then just like years of keeping up with the series and then fast forward, like a decade, um, Danny was a big Potterless fan, which is the first time reader, Harry Potter podcast. And she was like, Hey, like I've been literally trying to get her to read this series for like, since I've known her basically like 16 years or whatever. And it's never worked. And then finally, she was like, hey, is there any podcast I can listen to, like Potterless, to go along with this book series? And like, I didn't know, because I'd, I'd listened to Watch Spoilers before, but I was like, I only know this one. And then there's literally no other first-time reader podcast out there. So she was like, why don't we make one? And I was like, I don't know how to make a podcast, but let's give it a shot. So, yeah, then we started <laughs> our podcast for first-time readers.
0: Nice. So, so Daly really is the the brains behind it and just like let's do it so
1: oh yeah very much so yeah she designed everything (laughs) she like figured out how we should do it and i was like okay i'll tag along for the ride and let's do this because i'm a fan so
0: (laughs) that's great no it's still fun anyway gus uh, tell us how you got alley into the books or ah. to do the podcast and such though <laughs> uh
2: well i stumbled upon the wheel of time in college uh, i was in a play that was an adaptation of the Kalevala, which is the national epic of finland but it was written in the 1800s by a guy who traveled around finland and like cobbled together oral history and was like i'm gonna string this together like it's a narrative and as you can imagine all of the people who are in this show were big old nerds. All of us. Big old nerds. And so we had all done our fair share of introductory fantasy reading, at least. Um, and I had been... I was mid uh, Song of Ice and Fire, which was one of my first big, like, adult fantasy reads. And Are we all still
0: mid much... Song of Ice and Fire?
2: Wait, true, true. <laughs> I was mid uh, books that had come out of Song of Ice and Fire, which were the same ones that have come out to this day. Uh, and... Uh, some of the people I was talking with said, oh, if you like that, you should try The Wheel of Time. I said, oh, I've seen that on the shelves. You know, I saw the last one just came out, right? How is it? And then they talked to me for three and a half hours about how good it was. I went, okay, all right, all right I guess I'll read it. Um, fast forward several years, I don't know, nine years-ish. And uh, I am with hanging out with Allie. You know, we're, we were engaged at the time. And uh, she... And I would listen to audiobooks in the car whenever we took long trips. And I said, oh, I have one that I think might be long enough for a long trip. And so we listened to Eye of the World. And she's not super into it at first because it's a new genre for her. It's a new experience for her. And then Matt takes the dagger. (laughs) And she goes off on like a 20. She makes me pause the audiobook. And she goes on like a 15 minute rant about how pissed off she is. And I say something like, well, okay, clearly you don't like this. Do you want to listen to something else? And she said, oh, no, 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 no. This is great. I have to figure out what happens to this idiot. <laughs> and I go, okay, this is promising. And then time goes on. We finish the book. She does two or three more rants in the interim. And then after we finish the book, she turns to me and she goes, this, the, Rand is such an idiot so far. Obviously, her tune has changed now. Um, she goes, Rand is so stupid. He doesn't know what he's doing. All these eyes to die in Tar Valon, they just need to, like, put him in a box and carry him to Tar Valon okay that's what they need to do and I said I think people on the internet might like to hear what you think about this series would you like to do a podcast
0: that is cool yeah I I should probably point out, and I I know it's fairly obvious that, you know, my podcast is spoilers, but folks, if you're listening because you listen to these gentlemen's podcasts and you're like, hey, I'll listen to their their appearance on someone else's podcast, there's, there's going to be spoilers. So if you're a yeah. first time reader reading along with these folks, um, you're going to get spoiled on yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, just, <laughs> I mean, it should be obvious, but just a reminder, but uh, and that was I mean that leads on to what I was next to go ask, like, what's the funniest thing that they've got right or wrong? And after book one, she's saying put him in a box. Seriously? Put him in a box and
2: carry him <laughs> to Tarvalen.
0: Yeah. Oh and and how how did you react? What did you say apart from I you we should do a podcast? The
2: tightest stone face I possibly could. And I think I said, Well do you think that would go over well? She said, I don't care. we will get him there. He doesn't know what he's doing.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow uh has anyone else had a put him in a box moment uh like what's the funniest thing that you 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 know danny or, or alan or chris um sorry Ian or chris has ever gotten right come on what, what's what's the best one they've had or the worst one that you've got oh my gosh
3: we, we got a recent one i mean just in two episodes ago we were um i guess we just did the tower of genji um and uh shadow rising and we we're talking about perrin and um we started talking about Balefire for whatever reasons. We talk about Balefire all the time now on the podcast. because They're fascinated by it. And I think it was Ian who said like something wrong. Like, yeah, parents mean everything. I was like, yeah, what about Balefire? And he's like, no, parent totally be immune to Balefire. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is that a prediction? He's like, yeah, totally a prediction, Like, parent can't be touched by Balefire. I was like, all right, then the prediction column." All right. Uh, so things like that all the time where it's just like, wow. Um, and they, and they, sometimes they do it jokingly. Um you know, and they're 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 really half serious about it, and sometimes they're way off the mark. I mean, um, you know, they, they were convinced that Egwene was going to take Randis or Warder and stuff like that. I think a lot of first-time readers do. Um, you know, Time Traveling Tam was the big, I think, for our... That was the funniest thing. That was really time early traveling. on. I love yeah, the Time Traveling Tam. Yeah, everyone loves Time Traveling Tam. Um, that was... So Ian comes from a very big sci-fi background as far as what he's read, not so much fantasy, and um, he's really big at the time traveling. Heard the title, Wheel of Time, and then... You know, he starts thinking this crazy theory. He's like, what if Tam actually is a time traveler and he's actually not only hiding Rand in this remote village, but in a different time altogether and he's this time traveler. And I was like, just run with it. Keep going. Yes. Yes, this is exactly what happens. So he just went this whole entire rant for a good 20 minutes about time traveling Tam. It becomes an ongoing joke in the, as he comes back and
0: yeah time traveling damn <laughs> amazing i mean i i heard about it when i came on the podcast to, to, sure. to chat with the guys and we did um a couple of chapters but uh yeah that's that's brilliant the the bail i'm i'm beyond i'm behind listening so i i'm trying to catch up on various podcasts mm-hmm. at the moment. i'm well behind on things uh for a lot of podcasts but um i i have not heard the the balefire one so that's that's great yeah that um, was a recent one but yeah yeah Brett, do you have any that Danny's gone and and you've just like had to try and keep a, a straight face or or anything like that?
1: Well, I think these, yeah, these guys definitely hit it on the mark because when you are podcasting, like it's such a different experience when you're podcasting with a first time reader. It's we, you have an hour and a half or whatever your time frame for your podcast is to just talk about things of like a couple of chapters. And the amount of things that these people say, like there's so many things that come out of their mouths and some are serious and some aren't and some speculation and some is just like them talking themselves through the events. And it's the things that like land on the mark are sometimes absolutely wild. And sometimes it's so far off. Um, so like, I mean, without going into super specifics, my favorite thing about RJ's writing style is that sometimes he'll plant a seed and then let it grow for books and books and books, right? Right. And you don't see the result of it. And then sometimes he plants a seed Mm -hmm. and is like, hey, next chapter, this is resolved. And we just got in book five, So Fires of Heaven, with the whole Kyrian battle and Kuladin and all that stuff. And it's really funny because you're built up for almost the entire book that Kuladin is the big bad main guy for the end of the book. And then all within a chapter, we fought the battle of Kyrian and we won and Kuladin's dead and the, literally the chapter before she's like oh cool it in. it's like he's not going to die for books and this is going to be an ongoing thing and it's like immediately Matt kills him and <laughs> it's like that's game over so but it's just so funny how <laughs> RJ does that
0: how how did Danny react i mean wh- when she when she said oh my god he's going to be like around for books and books like obviously you're keeping a straight face but then the next chapter he dies like how did she react to that what what uh, did you laugh or did you just like be it's okay don't worry you
1: know oh yeah <laughs> Well, there's usually like cursing coming from because she'll go and read it like the next day or whatever when she's got time. We got two kids and jobs and all that. So but usually when I hear cursing coming from like upstairs or whatever, it's like (laughs) that's when I know she's like figured out what actually happened.
0: (laughs) So uh, Gus, Brett, you have a very different experience of of, like recording with your first time reader as opposed to Alan. Alan, you've just started doing video. Is that correct? Occasionally every time? I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, no, we've we started, I guess, in the first of the year, um, in January, doing video, but we, um, but we'd only put out, I guess, we would put out little teasers uh, on our YouTube station for like everyone, but we only released the full video to our uh, second tier patrons, so not everybody gets to see the full episodes of video. Uh, we don't plan on doing that, um, just because I don't want YouTube uh, to eat away at podcasts. Um, that's,
0: that's fair, yeah, yeah. No, but-
3: yeah, that, that was the big motivation behind it. Originally, I was going to just release them on YouTube as well. And then, actually, talking to Nablus of all people, he was like, Don't do that because it'll actually people want to see you rather than listen to you. And they'll, you'll carnivorize or cannibalize, sorry, your own uh, podcast numbers because they won't listen on podcast platforms anymore. They'll just go to YouTube, which doesn't count.
0: That makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you you've, you you guys record separately so you don't, until you started doing video you don't actually see each other's faces when you record so do you find that difficult now like Brett and Gus that you have to kind of keep a straight face when you're recording because they can uh, see you sometimes or?
3: Yeah, I mean, sometimes, um, so I've gotten kind of really good at tuning them out and <laughs> not really paying attention to what I go back and listen to and edit, and like, I didn't even realize they're saying this stuff. Like, I'll just completely ignore what they're saying when they go on their rants. Uh, that way, I can just keep a straight face the entire time. And we've done a couple of live, we're all in the same room uh, recordings before this as well, um, uh, especially when Chris lived here. Chris has now moved um, about eight hours away, and Ian has moved about an hour away. So we all used to live within 15 minutes of each other when we first started this. We've kind of spread out uh, around the country. So um, uh, now getting together on video is the only way we actually get together now. Uh, and hopefully, JordanCon. Uh, we'll, we all got tickets. Uh, JordanCon, so JordanCon's will be together as sure.
0: Nice. Nice. Like, so, so, gosh, you were saying that it's hard. Like, it's hard. Does, does Ali know your tells? Do you have a good poker face? I,
2: I, I, uh, I have tricked her into thinking things that are not true are true. Uh, I have tricked her into thinking that things that are true are not true. This makes me sound like a horrible manipulative spouse, <laughs> but I can. Again, because I I studied performing, I studied acting. I can do this when it doesn't matter, right? When it's when it's low stakes like this, when it's book stuff, uh, and it's very difficult, nonetheless. Um, yeah, hashtag gust Lighting is the the term that we have used i was Uh, told yesterday to bring up the phrase gaslighting
0: so i'm glad it came up first yeah
2: we call it gaslighting um i i I don't want to give specifics of the stuff that i've tricked her into thinking is or is not true but uh, the nice thing about it is that if i slip up and i say something if i spoil something i can just look at her and go like did you believe that one and and she doesn't know um but there are a couple go ahead
0: Oh, she built in a
2: self-defense kind of, thing, yeah. you know. To, yeah, uh, I actually. just she doesn't trust me at all when it comes to real time, which is perfect. <laughs> that's that's a healthy marriage. Uh, but there there are a couple of things that she always she really stares me down whenever they come up. Uh, one of them, oddly enough, is Danelle, the the brown Aja who is secretly uh, Masana in disguise because she guessed twenty minutes after Danelle showed up that there's a Forsaken in the White Tower and that it's Danelle. And she she keeps bringing it up. And I keep on going, who's Danelle? Remind the readers. And she looks at me and goes, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know who she is. And I go, I honest to God didn't at this point. <laughs> and, and the second one is uh, uh, Warren and Tom sexual tension, which she clocked. Thank you to uh, Catherine in the chat, who is a longtime friend of our podcast, who keeps a tracker of Allie's predictions for mentioning that one. But uh, it's her favorite ship.
3: From Nice. One. Yeah, I don't know how the two of you guys do it because uh, I just thought about this. I have an advantage because I just have friends I'm doing it with, which they don't know my tells at all. But like, if I was doing it with my significant, my wife, yeah, I, she can tell if I'm lying. Like, I can't lie in front of her. Like, there's just <laughs> no way. <laughs> so I don't know how you guys do it, uh, you know, in the same room with them. So,
0: that, that, Brett, how do you manage to lie to your wife? Let's just <laughs> tell us how you do it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's just, uh, it's years of practice, right? It's years of practice lying to your wife. It's good. It's good to get in the habit now. <laughs> so so when you convince them to read Wheel of Time, you'll be ready for it. So <laughs> No, I mean in all reality it's a discussion we have, right? Because it's just a conversation. So some of the things I try to do is that when she goes with something, whether it's right or wrong, I'll try to listen, understand and then go with it, right? So whether it is right or wrong, I'll I'll bring up pros and cons of the theory. And sometimes if it's like a real theory that she's nailed, I'll bring up points about why it's real and why it could be real and what's good about it. And I'll do the same all the time. So it's just kind of like having that conversation that will keep them on their toes. So And then I find that Danny goes through phases. So I don't know if y- y'all have the same similar experience, but she'll go through phases where she thinks she's figured out what the tell is, And then immediately, like, by next episode, it's like, that's out the window. So it's just, yeah, (laughs) that's about all all the advice I got.
0: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So has there ever been a moment that's shocked you when they've made a prediction? Either I could never have guessed that as a possibility, or, oh my God, I can't believe they've absolutely nailed that. So, I mean, uh, the boy's talking about, Perrin being immune to balefire. That would have shocked me in your position, Alan. And I'm not sure how I would have handled that, for example. It,
3: it did. Um, you know, things like that. I'm, Gus mentioned Ali shipping uh, Tom and Moraine. Uh, Chris has done the same thing. And he keeps on bringing it up, saying that, uh, and I'm not sure. Maybe he's listening to you guys' podcast or something. But uh, <laughs> he, he keeps on, uh, you know, bringing it up that going should come in on a white horse and, and save Moraine. And, gets, and so he's, uh, Ian is, thinks it's total bullshit. No way at all. So they, it's good that them having that banter. Um, but there's been several other ones as well. Um, you know, they picked predicted uh, ran channeling really early, which I think a lot of that lends to how slow we move through these books because we're doing this chapter by chapter and there, and usually we do two or three chapters a week. So they'll read them multiple times to get prepared for the podcast. And the average reader's not doing that. They're just kind of working through a book within a month. Whereas we work through a book and, Seven months or six months, or whatever. <laughs> so I mean, they're going through with a fine-tooth comb. so they're catching a lot of stuff that I think a lot of first- time readers just don't catch. So I think that's just the the nature of doing a first time reader podcast, at least from my perspective
0: yeah i i agree i hear that quite often that's um you know i mean i have a first-time reader but it's just a, a guy that i work with um now at my old job but we're still friends and uh he reads like a chapter a month maybe um because he's on on the tram and uh yeah he, he'll he make notes and that so i can totally understand that because they're reading it slower they pick up more things but um yeah i i don't know how i would handle that balefire moment um <laughs> even you telling me i'm sitting here like oh my god seriously
3: i, I had to keep my face straight i just kind of like looked at him and Goes, really go go further into that uh <laughs> <laughs> tell is, me let's more uh, let's talk about it and great thing i advanced from uh bar the red hand on um on that episode as well i think it was on that episode oh no maybe it wasn't maybe we didn't have guests i can't remember now it all blends together but uh <laughs> but yeah i mean it definitely was one of those moments where i had to definitely keep my my face straight and
0: Brett, has Danny made any predictions that have caught you off guard?
1: I mean, yeah, definitely. And I think Alan hit the nail on the head there because our first-time readers are going through it with a fine tooth comb. And when we read the books, it's like you get to a really cool part where there's a big mystery involved And you don't sit down and speculate and, you know, take notes or record an hour and a half or have a discussion. It's like you just literally keep reading. Like, I don't know if you guys are like me, but if I got to an interesting part of the book where I was like, oh, what happens next? I would just stay up later at night and keep reading on. So they get this unique experience that uh, Danny always says, if you have an option, do not do this. Like, this is a terrible way for a first time reader to read a book. It's not like pleasant (laughs) because <laughs> you have to have so much self-control right you just can't you can't keep reading got to stop and then you got to record and you got to do all that work so it does take months to 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 finish yeah. but uh, i think one of the funniest ones is right from the beginning like as soon as we got t grain's name she was like oh that's rand's mom for sure because we get that little tidbit where it's like oh rand kind of looks like t grain and we get it like two or three times and she's like 100 that's rand's and then she kind of flip flopped because I was trying to throw her off because it's like, no way you're getting that one. <laughs> but that was the that was a funny one from the beginning. Wow. I love that. So uh,
0: do they ever hate you guys um for being for making them read slowly? I mean, I know Ali came on the pre show and was like, Rob, I don't like you right now. <laughs> um and but do you ever get that from them? Like, why can't I read just one more chapter? Like <laughs> yep. do, do they throw Tsies at you?
2: Yeah, uh Allie, uh Allie is always adamant. Like, well, I could listen to like another. Is it? Does it change perspective? Could, would it affect what I think about these chapters? Can I maybe listen to a little bit more, please? <laughs> she always wants to. <laughs> nice. It's hard <laughs> to stop. I mean, I
0: I, I read a yeah book a month. Sorry, go ahead. Did you ever give in and let them have a little bit more? I mean, I know, Alan, you have a spreadsheet. You know, gone for years. But um, you know, I don't know if you Brett or Gus, if you do that. Allie occasionally
2: gets, uh, the odd extra chapter, but again, I am very, very caught and you know, some, I've, I've mentioned this before, I think on the podcast, even, uh, if there is a significant event that I think will impact her opinion, I don't let her listen, but if it's just, you know, it's six chapters of the circus, that's fine, as far as I'm concerned, if she gets a little bit ahead of herself, um, with respect to oh, and today we're going to talk about Elaine tightrope walking, and the next chapter is about Nynaeve getting knives thrown at her, and the chapter after that we're going to talk to Sarandon, and oh look, Val and Lucas here again. That's fine, as far as I'm concerned. Um, that's also why on our podcast we do we do notes. Uh, she takes live notes while she's reading, and she reads them back at the beginning of every episode, because that is what informs what she is what she thought at the time. And that is where she works from with respect to any individual episode. Um, but I mean, we never go more than a couple chapters forward again, uh, because that's not people don't want to hear. Oh, this is what I thought before, but this is what I think now. That's mm. that's that's a reread.
0: That's different. That's very true. So you mentioned that Allie keeps notes. Brett, Allen, do, do your first time readers keep notes? Like, does, Is Danny writing everything down? Is... I don't see Ian writing everything down, I have to say. Um, <laughs> he's he's getting drunk on the boot drink. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> e-
3: e- Ian and Chris, uh, both of them need on take notes. They both have different, uh, I guess, ways to cope with the slowness, I guess, coping mechanisms. Uh, you know, Ian's gotten just really good at self-discipline. Every once in a while, he'll send me a text saying, hey, can we do one more? And I'll I'll check the spreadsheet and see if it makes sense for us to add a chapter. We did that last week. We actually added a chapter last minute. Cause it did make sense and actually lined up and, and that's fine. If it's not too long of a chapter, a lot of times it's just, is it going to cause us to record for five hours? And that might be the motivating factor as well. Um Chris has started doing this thing where he just waits until the day of recording to read. So he'll just, oh. and, and that way that's, how, that's how he, so he doesn't have to take notes because it's literally, he just finished reading the chapter. Sometimes he's finishing up the, the final chapter that we're doing during, like we take a break during the middle of our recordings. Um, so I actually finish up the chapter, like so, while we're actually recording them. So that's the way he can once freshen his mind, and to uh, it keeps him really from having the urge to read on because we're it's literally stop reading and then we go record. So that's his wow. coping mechanism, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah. How
0: How does Danny manage it, Brett?
1: Yeah, so we do we do extensive note taking. So she a hundred percent is not allowed to read past the chapters we're talking about. So <laughs> she's got great discipline and self control in that. Uh, she rarely even will peek at the next chapter title. So we're like very hardline. You don't go past so that it's like all hundred percent, like you know, on the on the podcast. So she'll read it and then we'll both take separate notes on the chapters. And then we don't even talk about the book series in our personal lives. We don't discuss it, even if something crazy happens. Like we don't say anything until we're in front of a mic. So we can get like 100% first time. What are we actually talking about stuff here? So um, it's a little different. Uh, it's a lot of prep work, but we like the result. So Wow. See, I'm
0: I'm terrible with my first time reading. Really. He makes notes. See, so he'll he'll summarise the chapter for me, um, just because he wants to, and then he'll add his own thoughts about things. You know, like called it, nailed it, oh my god, I didn't see this coming, or Rand, I don't like you right now, sort of thing. Um But I let him read at entirely his own pace. We recorded uh, last uh, earlier this week, uh, chapters he's very slow, as I said, 17 16 and 17 of Eye of the World. He's just finished chapter twenty two so i mean he's not that far ahead really but i just kind of let him go at his own pace so that's to sit there and be like we're not even going to talk about it in our personal lives and we're not even going to look at the chapter titles alan i know you asked the boys to you know what do you think is going to happen in the next chapters at the end of every episode don't you for example Mm -hmm. so yeah i'll I'll read
3: the chapter titles uh to them at the end of each episode uh just to see if they have any thoughts about those chapters and sometimes they're kind of on most of the time they no idea just, <laughs> like, some of the chapter titles are very very ambiguous i mean there's you know choices that's the one
2: I, <laughs> I was gonna pick up choices
3: <laughs> that's what ian hates the most like when you hear that that chapter title because it comes it's a recurring chapter title he'll just like choices what does what does that even mean <laughs> there is no choice in this book <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is very true it's very true <laughs> so okay now i've uh now I know you've I've heard this story about you guys that um, one time Ali wandered into a channel I believe it was in the wheel it weave in. server it was in, yes um, because she's further ahead than Danny she presumed that she could be in this channel and you found out she was suddenly in this channel and you went fleeing downstairs or upstairs or something like that to, to stop her from looking through this channel yes. what lengths have you gone to what's the craziest thing you've had to do to stop? your first time readers from being spoiled
2: gosh i i don't have to go to much length because she is terrified of getting spoiled i mean okay. she she uh she'll joke about like i'm gonna look ahead in the book but she she the last thing that she wants to do is is know what's coming um teach her how to use uh discord permissions i guess because she <laughs> he is uh she, she does not like learning tech rules. So I, I, I will sit her down and go like this. This is a permissions mean this. If you see spoiler in the title.
1: don't yeah, go I'm, in I'm not claiming any responsibility for that. You for have none. It's entirely her fault. <laughs> she saw she saw spoiler Danny discussion. She went. <laughs> well, I know. The, cha- the channel is Danny. March spoilers.
2: <laughs> yeah. she, she jumps in and the server. The channel is having a discussion about various brown Aja sisters who are actually black Aja. Including, you know, the big one. And uh, and she she doesn't just get on it. She doesn't leave it. She just writes, wait a minute, dot 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 at Gus, can I be in here? And I happened to be looking at my phone at the time and that came up and my eyes became, you know, loyal sized dinner plates and I just go, no! from upstairs and came sprinting down the stairs she went i already got out and i was like "Uh, uh. did you see anything she was like no
0: okay terrifying that's brilliant i love that i've just got an image of you literally half falling down the stairwell just trying to i think i vaulted
2: the one of the. i think i did vault some of them I, I, i was like no 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 we're not doing that today
0: that is brilliant, <laughs> Brett Allen. Have you had to do anything crazy to? I mean, Danny strikes after you just said about the we don't even talk about it. Danny strikes me as someone who wouldn't who'd see something that said spoilers and just I don't know burn down the computer to stay away from it. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I I mean it's it's kind of an interesting thing too with with spoilers. Uh, Gus kind of said it well to describe Allie because. Nobody cares more about not being spoiled than our first-time readers. Like They don't want the book series ruined either, obviously. So the funny thing about things like Twitter, Instagram, there's a lot of Wheel of Time communities. There is so much stuff out there. And one of the things that is in my mind sometimes like, oh, if she's on Twitter and she sees stuff or sees a username or something, but like people have fake usernames and fake stuff. And it's like, there's so much real and not real stuff on the internet too. It doesn't really matter for like Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff too. So, but other than that, she's, she's very disciplined, like averting the eyes. She's not going to look. So
0: nice. Yeah. There are a lot of um, unusual. I mean, there's one going making the rounds at the moment. Is it, Shane's sentient poop is making yeah. the rounds on Twitter at the moment so yeah. um yeah there's some there's some interesting twitter accounts for sure the various um, uh, bad watt takes bad cosmere takes mm-hmm. uh
2: Allie was devastated that she was not allowed to follow bad watt takes
0: <laughs> she <was> heart-
2: <laughs> she said can i watch this one?" is it absolutely goddamn not you cannot <laughs> follow bad watt takes but it looks funny <laughs> it is funny you cannot follow it <laughs>
0: i love that i mean they're (laughs) just making up terrible takes but they're about real events in the book some of the time and it's Mm -hmm. like "Ah, there's enough context sometimes that you can't let them see that so alan how are the boys on like twitter or instagram or or any of those like how are they i know everything is restricted and they can't get to things but Ian areas. doesn't
3: yeah, Ian doesn't use social media that much. I mean he has a Facebook I don't think he even has Twitter. So I mean I don't have to worry too much about him. Um I didn't realize that Chris had Twitter until he followed me. And then I had to actually delete a lot of retweets and things like that off of my my Will Reed's official Twitter account. Um because you have to be careful now because I know he follows the Will Reeds Twitter account. So I, I had I just have to be careful what I retweet and things like that he chris is the one that will actually try to go out of the way to you know playfully get spoiled he's not intentionally you not, know well he's intentional but he's not he he only makes it as a joke so like especially when we have guests on he'll he'll sit there and try to like prod them to give the spoiler as a joke <laughs> um and, and you know, of course i'm just in there sweating bullets like don't say anything stop stop gonna be kicked off this podcast <laughs> like, <laughs> like and it's uh you know it just turns into this whole thing where uh he'll sit there and just prod. like some matt hatch was on and and we were going into something, and, um, and and he's just like, tell me more about this. And Matt, I was like, Matt, don't say anything else. You said enough. We're good. Uh, <laughs> things like that. Uh, but, you know, and, and they'll see videos pop up on YouTube, and they'll, they'll always text me, can I watch this first? Um, and if I haven't seen it, I'll go watch five minutes of it and say yes or no. I mean, sometimes the stuff is not spoilery at all, so i like, yeah, go ahead and watch that. But they're pretty good about it, and they, they, they call me their gatekeeper. They actually call me a dark friend because I, I just don't let them do anything
0: yeah so we've got two husbands that lie to their wives and alan who's a dark friend like you guys are wonderful <laughs> this is great so <laughs> they are fabulous guys by the way folks if you're listening you don't know who they are oh, um shucks. you know they are great so <laughs> i love that um so uh, talking about i'm going to talk about a tv show for a second everybody all of your first time readers here has you know made it way past book one obviously you i mean alan the guys are on uh the third book now
3: uh, we are on shadow rising about on shadow rising now. Okay, over, cool. over halfway down shadow rising so yeah Brilliant. and obviously uh we know that
0: uh, danny and ali have made it much further than that so in terms of the tv show do you let them see stuff that's been put out do you let them see speculation are they going to watch the tv show
3: yeah so i mean i i told them from day one so that was part of the whole thing of roping them into doing this was that hey they're making a tv show we should do this and from day one, I was like, well, when the TV show comes out, obviously that was a big motivation, getting you guys to do it. So, I'm not going to keep that from them. Um, obviously, with Hollywood Magic, if there's a, if there's even a slight change, which I, I know there's going to be changes from the story, going to a film adaptation or a TV adaptation, um, you can always just play it off as, uh, that's you know changing the story. So, you can't take it, the show for face value. And um, if, if they go past, but I think we're far enough ahead. I mean, there might be some new spring spoilers that they see, but Honestly, I'm not too worried about that. I don't really care if it gets If, if, if New Spring's the only thing gets spoiled, it's okay. I don't know <laughs> <of> about that. <laughs> That's point.
0: Has anyone got, has Ali or Danny read New Spring yet? Are you waiting for it to fit in where it should be? That Everyone says you should read it after book. Um, is it book six they say you should read it after? I can't remember seven, what it is. Seven, initially. Seven, that was it, yeah. We're,
2: we're doing it next uh, only because, because of the show. Okay. Um, and I—I I mean, th- in my opinion, uh, I know it's contentious, but to me, the main reason that people wait is because you meet Cadwyn in in New Spring, and I don't like—I don't like the fact that Swan is introduced in New Spring as like maybe she's a bad guy, whether or not she is kind of a villain is neither here nor there. But uh, I like that she just shows up with no explanation in Book Seven and starts being arguably the worst, but I actually really like her. Uh, but no, we're we're doing it next because I'm pretty sure they're putting New Spring stuff in the show.
0: Okay. Uh, Brett, what are you doing with Danny? Are you leaving it? You're going to do it next? Um, never going to read it? Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> we're doing New Spring after Fires of Heaven.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, so we're going to be reading it because like Gus was saying, there's the whole new spring stuff that is in the show and we don't want to be spoiled for the book. And I would always recommend a new reader. Like if you've got the time read it in publication order, because that's how I had to read it. So I feel you should suffer the same things that I suffered through. So, you know, it's good, but we're doing it after book five. I I, want to say, and it's going to sound a little bit, you know, maybe not so great. COVID has been a bit of a blessing because it pushed the production of the TV show back. So it gave us more time to record more podcasts, so we can get further in the series before the show comes out. So,
0: yeah, there, there's a question I hadn't considered: Is anyone worried that the TV show will outstrip your podcasting plans? No,
3: no. I mean, Ra- Fez has, has hinted to eight seasons, and when I mapped out how long it'll take us, it's seven years from when we started. We're two, we're it was two years in, so we have five years left. So. If it goes eight seasons, we should be ahead the entire time. Um, I mean, there might be some stuff that would catches up, depending on what plot lines are moving forward on the TV show, but I'm not too worried about it.
0: Cool. And and Gus,
2: Brett, you, you feel the same? I think, despite the fact that we're the newest first-time reader podcast, we're also the furthest into the books right now, um, because we had very little going on for much of COVID, and we're able to put out an, an unbelievably stupid amount of episodes for a while uh so no i'm not i'm not super concerned about it even if they would even if if they were doing two books per season we do about two books a year so okay you know, should be fine
1: yeah i've i've done the math on it for us too and we should be good nice
0: uh did you guys have uh anything particularly sunny about doing podcasts that you with with first time readers you want to share i mean for me it's um having when my first time reader comes in and all right, he's only read like, you know, 20 chapters ever, but he came in just before, you know, everything went down, you know, the, before the shit hit in, in the early chapters. And he's like, Oh, you know, it's really quiet at the moment. They've just done this and just done that. And I'm sitting there like, Hmm. Okay but nice yeah cool great and then he comes in the next day like oh my fuck no in fact he literally texts me on the tram home like an hour later like oh my fucking god what just happened you know trollocs invaded the farmhouse um like for you like waiting anticipation for a moment what's what's been the best moment
2: uh right now because i'm gonna go listen to chapter 52 choices after this with <laughs> uh well at the beginning we we, we were listening to uh chapter 51 which is called news comes to kyrian which is a refresher if you have somehow forgotten the end of book five is uh uh rand learns that morgays is quote-unquote dead and then he decides he's going to lead a strike force of no red shirts to to uh to andor and also Melindra tries to kill matt and when we started this chapter, because it starts with half an hour of Rand getting flirted with by Kyrian and noble women and talking to people, we were 15 minutes in and Allie goes, this chapter should be called Snooze Comes to Kyrian. It's dull as paint. <laughs> and I went, oh yeah, yeah, terrible chapter. Nothing to hear here. Nothing at all. just <laughs> did my little Mr. Burns
3: fingers and waited. I love it. Alan, has it been anything for you? Um. Yeah, I mean... I- as far as funny moments, I mean, there's been plenty of them. Um, you know, the funniest thing, I guess, for for me is, I it, guess, cringiest. And it's not really funny. I, it's just for me, it's it, it stinks when we get to a couple of chapters that are just really slow. but At the same time, doing the whole, uh, you know, burns fingers if you want to put it that way. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of times, uh, the way Robert Jordan's writing style is, is that if there's a couple of slow chapters in the row, row, it's like calling for the storm. There's something big about to happen. And, um, you know, there's been a few times where we start, we're pre-episode, we're talking, chatting before we actually start the episode, and, and both Ian e and Chris go, like, honestly, I don't even want to talk about these chapters, this chapter sucked. Uh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, uh, I guess we're going to go on. Um, as far as the funniest moment, though, um, probably Pater. Um, <laughs> yeah, episode 16, uh, the 16th episode we ever recorded, we met Pater uh, along the road to Camelin. And we have t-shirts, Team Pater page t-shirts and everything like that, and delusions of Grendel is actually a guest on that episode with us and um when we met pater uh, ian just went on this 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 rant where about pater that just was the most funniest thing in the entire world it was just you know he's not a team dark friends not b team dark friends not even fucking c team dark friend you know he, he's the guy that went to the big uh, uh you know the rally and got the t-shirt and it's like yeah i'm a dark friend now uh you know, so that's <laughs> um so it, it was just you know a great moment for the podcast uh and especially when Ian goes on his rants um Ian's kind of our mat of um of the three of us uh he's the wild card um uh, but but has a really really good uh sensible and, and really really thought thought really brilliant mind um he just uh he's the kind of guy i mean now he's older he's not as much but definitely college age he was he was the mat. um the kind of guy that would go catch a honey badger and and let it loose and um, yeah, you know, we get to the fireworks scenes and, and we talk about how they relate to real life and how we were at a college party one time and Ian comes down and throws fireworks into the middle of the dance floor at a college party. And that was Ian. I mean he was our our Matt. <laughs> so so just you know, the funny moments usually are are you know, these guys relating the story back to the real life and just Yeah. Having good chucks about it.
0: Nice, nice. So uh, the Pater moment and is just—it's uh, it, a nice little segue. So we have—I I know that we have some some epic moments like uh, Alan's a dark friends. You know, get your floaties on. I mean, I'm currently listening to a point where um, it's Ian making Chris put on the floaties, as opposed to Chris making Ian put on the floaties, <laughs> um, and just things like that. You get these—you guys make hashtags or just crazy sure. things. <laughs> And I, I'm sure that, you know, as I get further along and all the other podcasts, like, I'll, I'll hear things like that as well. But what's, uh, for everyone, what's the, what's the funniest sort of, I don't know, slogan or hashtag or take that they've had that's kind of become a thing for your
3: podcast? I definitely the floaties have. Um, and that, that time travel time, you I know, mean, we already talked about those two, like, grab mm-hmm. your floaties. Um, just because Ian started that. So Chris just likes to go very, very you know f- philosophical go deep on everything he will start just like, picking apart everything and the fit and, the, and, and philosophical you know thinking behind it and, and and just goes crazy and then ian's just like dude i didn't wear my life jacket today i'm in the deep <laughs> and drowning up, i'm drowning <laughs> over here like help me um so you know graduate floaties are going deep has been um uh, kind of a joke um uh, recently the red rod T- tangriel that Dave sells, it's uh, been kind of ongoing, <laughs> a little, immature. um, but, but we definitely, I definitely pulled a prank on Ian with that. Cause, um, he, uh, he gave me his credit card to, uh, to, to buy a, a patron who won a contest, a, a mug. And he texted me and said, Hey, can you also buy my mama a mug? And then also send the patron, uh, one of the red rod tangriels um, from, uh, story store. Um, so of course, me being a dark friend, I sent that to his mom. <sighs> uh, <laughs> Which oh was, my gosh,
0: that is wow! What did his mom say?
3: Um, I think she she shared the text with me. She said, "He said, I think something came for you, not me.'" <laughs> <laughs> it was a picture of of the vibrator. Uh, so. And uh, Ian's response by his mom was like "fucking Alan," uh, but yeah. no. The funny thing is, I I grew up. Uh, Ian and I have known each other since we were kids, and I grew uh, family friend. I mean, his, like his mom's a second mom to me, and it's it, it's all a good jest, and she she understands my sense of humor, and it's fine. But definitely one of his uh, funny moments. So we definitely have fun, uh, give each other a hard time, and pulling breaks on each other. Wow, that is that is something I didn't <laughs> expect to, to hear a story of you sending a
0: Red Road Tarogreal to, to your first-time reader's mother. Um, <laughs> Gus, Brett, do you do you have the balls to be sending a Red Road
1: Tarogreal to, to your spouse's parent, your mother-in-law? You know, <laughs> there's another one of those instances <laughs> where you shouldn't make me shouldn't make me go last here. <laughs> Because I, I, I don't have anything nearly as good as that.
2: Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Sending a Red Rod Terry to your friend's mom is very <laughs> different from sending a Red Rod Terry to your mother-in-law. It's a very different thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay uh, that is uh so brett I, I i maybe i'll just come to you first for everything from now on there because i keep seeming to to ask the question to everyone else that you're like i don't have a good answer for this you have great answers don't feel like that at all um has has danny come up with anything that's kind of been like a slogan for your podcast that you all have fun with is is something that you always talk about or, or anything just along those sort of lines
1: um, I think the most fun thing that we do, well, I say most fun, but one of the things we do is anytime there's a Harry Potter reference or something we can connect to a different book series, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, we drink, we take a shot. So uh, people like to drink along with us. Uh, I don't always endorse drinking during working hours if that's when you're looking to, <laughs> you know, listening to us, but um, it's, uh, it's fun, right? So
0: now I want to know how drunk have you gotten doing recordings doing that?
1: Um scale of one to ten, like, you know, depends on the night, right? <laughs> Am I working? Am I not working? I gotta be up with the kids early in the morning, right? So
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> All right. So Gus, I know that Ali has some some hot takes. Uh, I mean yes. that is why it's called wheel takes, obviously. Yes. Um what's what's the, the, the most I don't know, iconic thing of your podcast that, that Ali has come up with? or it's just stemmed from conversation. That is it's just stemmed from conversation a bit or something like that, yeah. We have our fair share of uh unnecessarily
2: obtruse inside jokes uh that would take too long to exp- come from typos and things like that. Like for instance, <laughs> just the word yeast is a joke for us. <laughs> okay. Um, but I uh, I I would say one of the original and uh to date um Longest lasting things is Allie. Allie comes into the podcast saying, I, I'm not doing any work for this. You know, you're going to you're going to you do all the work. I'll show up. I'll record. That's no longer the case. Now she is like, can we do more collabs? Can we do more recording? Can we do more episodes? Uh But back in the day uh when she was still getting into it, she she refused to learn any character's name. Uh, oh, she refused to actually work to get a name correct, and because of that, she came up with a lengthy a laundry list of nicknames for every character. Nobody nobody was their own name. Rand was Randall, of course. Uh Nine eve was Knife. Egwene <laughs> was Gwen. Moraine was Morgan, which got really confusing when gays showed up, but then Morgays <laughs> became Mayonnaise or Aioli if she's feeling spicy. Uh and that has, to an extent, that has survived. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but only oddly enough, with characters like from from the originals. So the main cast, whose names she should know really well, are mostly weird stand-in names. Nynaeve is always knife. Now, Egwene is almost always Gwen. Uh, uh, that's that's probably the most like specific thing to us that I could think of off the top of my head. Again, we have ridiculous amounts of jokes. The fact that she never has her notes pulled up. When, when I ask her, you know, what, uh, what we last listened to or what we're talking about today, the fact that she never remembers the last episode we recorded. Um, <laughs> those are nice standbys. Every episode starts with me saying, where'd we
0: leave off? And then she goes, oh, shit. And has to scramble for about 30 seconds. Nice. And, uh, nice. I, I think we might have lost Brett uh,
2: from yes, the recording bit. He, he messaged me. He said his internet died, but he's on his way back.
0: Okay, no worries, that's fine. Um so I wanted to and I know this is specific to you or, or your podcast guest, but uh I wanted to ask you about the Grinwell Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, tell me like how that became a thing and um the, the just for, the involvement
2: it was. <laughs> we were looking for bonus material. Uh back when we had more time and we wanted to again put out as much content as we could because we we were just immersed, you know, it was, the Wheel of Time was our, if we were not working, we were drowning in Wheel of Time in a good way. Uh, and it was March, and we knew we wanted to do some kind of special feature for March. And Allie said, well, what if we did like a like a, a March Madness? We did a bracket, we did, you know, a fight-off. And I said, well, that would be fun, but I know that other people do stuff like that. I know that TWATCAST has a thing called the Royal Rumble, which is different, but, you know, similar... I know that uh, the Winter is Coming website does like a fandom poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if we really want to impinge on that. She said, well, OK, what if we just had everyone vote on who the hottest character is? And I said, well, by what metric? That's a really arbitrary thing. And she said, exactly. It's an arbitrary <laughs> thing. Robert <laughs> Jordan is like, oh, Lanfear the hottest woman. Galad's the hottest man. I think that's bullshit. I think we should celebrate everybody. So why don't we do that? And I said, oh, OK sure so we did a month and a half long twitter poll series where we had people vote based on whatever definition they wanted temperature hot uh physical attractiveness um person you would most like to hang out with on uh who who they thought the quote-unquote hottest character in the wheel of time was and ultimately avienda won uh and i have not yet met a person who was upset about that as you can expect because it was a majority rules poll but Mm -hmm. uh yeah, that that's where that came from. It's uh it Is was Is it going to be a reoccurrence? It may be. Uh it depends on on how much time we have to dedicate to two Twitter polls a day for a month and, you know, after the action discussion. But it was it was fun to do. You know, we got a lot of engagement. It uh some of the polls got people people from who had no idea what the wheel of time was or who barely knew the wheel of time were getting roped in by by accounts with tens of thousands of followers who went i don't really know what this podcast is but i really like 90 Almira. so will everyone go click nine eve on this post it was wild <laughs> seriously yeah i mean i
0: know there was a lot of debate and a lot of discussion about it um but yeah i didn't realize it was that much i would just be like oh okay who's today i'll pick that one you know and um yeah there it was
2: sort of thing it, it got it got heated there were times where it got pretty heated Uh, A lot of uh, microcosms for other discussions came up. A lot of uh, deep, deep conversations showed up. It was it was it was exciting. You know, it was a really interrogative thing, interrogative thing for a lot of folks (sighs) named after Elsie Grinwell, by the way, because Elsie Grinwell is or was Ali's favorite character in The Wheel of Time because she shows up, is unapologetically
0: horny and leaves. (laughs) I was about to ask why it's named after Elsa Grimwell, uh, yeah. as Chat has suggested. Thank you, Zul. Um, yeah, so okay. I mean, that's a valid reason. Absolutely, you're doing up a, a however you define hotness bracket. Um, the the character that turns up and is unapologetically horny and uh, then disappears. That's yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, Alan, do you have? Uh, I mean, I know you do like the the uh, YouTube stuff a little bit of that now, but we have the Twitter of Time Awards. Are you doing anything? podcast more related that might be a crazy one-off event. Um, I think we have Brett arriving back again as well, which is great.
3: I mean, it's very early in the stages. We are going to host a gathering. I'm not going to call it a con because uh, it's not going to be a con. Um, but next summer um, in August, I think we are. We're going to host the Dark Friends Social. That's what we're going to call it. So it's going to be more like a gathering of uh, just looking around, doing real-time stuff and probably just in my backyard. But <laughs> it's going to be open to all. It's going to be a live event. Um, yeah, Twitter Time Awards, that's something that we, uh, of course, you, Rob, were uh, instrumental in that, um, uh, creating that event. Um, and that's going to be kind of an ongoing thing. Hopefully next year will be a whole lot more streamlined. We'll, we've learned a whole lot from last year. Oh, yes. Um, and next year is going to be even better. And hopefully we'll have a lot more um, things like scheduling in line and mm-hmm. things like that. So, yeah. So uh, sure yeah.
0: The ideas. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so many different
3: things that we just – this was a big learning year for us, trying to put on that bigger event with really have no idea what we're doing. I mean, I, I still don't know what I'm doing uh, when it comes to YouTube or even podcasting for that matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, we started podcasting literally with our cell phones and just talking to our cell phones. That's how we recorded. Um, Cause I just was like, let's go to the podcast. I don't have any equipment. Let's just do it anyway. Um, and and we've slowly upgraded of course now we have mics and all sorts of fun stuff and use real software and pay for stuff but uh you're fancy yeah we're fancy (laughs) now but uh but yeah we first started out it was just extremely low budget and same thing like starting the youtube channel i mean some of the stuff i do some real-time stuff on the youtube channel but a lot of it's just my personal stuff too i do sailing videos and just stuff i i enjoy that i do on the side nice nice brett are you there i am here i'm back
0: yay and the lag seemed a lot less that time you reacted really quickly so.
1: hey that's good okay positive this is My brilliant. Computer died it because it got too hot
0: oh yeah. we were talking about the um the grinwell cup so perhaps it, it's
1: uh over here oh they can't hear you, no, discord. Can't hear
0: you in discord Brett.
1: okay hold on hold on that's probably because <laughs> i should join the discord
0: uh, I think Hedsky says uh, yes. Garen's okay. So, all so can hear you. Everyone can hear you. Cool. Um, just okay. very quickly, Alan. I love the response there. Um, just about the uh, the red rod, Like, no mug. This is yours. I'm going to slap Alan. I love that what you put in chat there. That's great.
3: <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> i I showed the text yeah. message that he got. Yeah. <laughs> So, that's
0: great. Uh, so Brett, we, we were talking about like the Grinwell Cup and, and things like that. Um, I know that you sure. and Danny do, um, you hop on and you sort of live stream stuff and uh, you talk, is it in the server or you hop on YouTube sometimes I think, is it?
1: Uh so we do a couple of different things. So we generally will do some live recordings on Discord and then we typically try to do like a video episode every once in a while for people so that we will like pre-record it and then put it up there on YouTube. So um just to kind of give different angles there for different people cuz I know everyone listens in different mediums and all these different things. So uh try and give a little taste of everything. Cool. So going back to the books Guys,
0: what are you most excited for, for your first time readers to get to? Like, which bit are you like, I really can't wait until they get to, you know, that dress is green or epiphany on a mountaintop moment or uh, I don't know, someone coming back from the dead, anything like that. You know, what are you waiting for?
3: There are well, of them. Brett, wait, 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 <laughs> Brett,
0: do you want to go first? I Brett, do you need to go first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. No, see, this is this is where you asked me last, so I have some ideas that I can like copy. But okay. <laughs> so
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure. well, I can ask you last if you like. Gus, do you want to go first? You know?
1: <laughs> go wild, Brett. Do it. No, no. Okay, so the thing that I'm waiting for the most is the I'm waiting for the end of the series, so that we can finally start the Wheel Weaves 2.0. We can go back and reread the series. Oh, I was going to ask that. What does everyone you know intend to do when you
0: get to the end? Um, but yeah, you've okay. So you're going to become a, a reread podcast afterwards.
1: You know what? Yeah, honestly, I have no idea. Just like ask me in five years, and we'll try and figure <laughs> it out then. It's like it's so far off, and there's the TV show and all this. Like I, don't, I don't know. I have no idea what we're doing.
0: Fair enough. I mean, that's fair. Gus, original question and then follow up question. Sure. What What moment are you excited for Allie to get to? And then what have you even considered what you might do after you finish the books?
2: Right. Well, next chapter. I'm pretty excited for Ali to get to next chapter, which <sighs> is again uh moiraine goes through a door uh you know i mean obviously all the big hitters right green dress um uh golden crane flies for tarman Gaiden. Mm -hmm. um uh, really honestly what i think she's going to lose her mind over is i did not come here to win i think uh i think that's gonna gonna break her heart as it did mine and then that sacrifice kind of doesn't happen but it's great anyway i still love that part Mm -hmm. um ran in a box because then oh, yeah, i finally get yeah. to tell her uh thanks Zul." ran in a box because then i get to say by the way this is why we have a podcast and she's gonna go i said that really and then, yes you did
0: uh, yeah that's after, that's gonna be a great moment i'm sure when it comes up i'm very
2: excited i'm i'm i it's great because i wrote it down when she said it i occasionally will write down "Allie just said this thing and i'll date it so i can show her you said this on this day but uh, in terms of what's after Wheel of Time, we've been chatting back and forth about what we would do, um, because we really love reading books and talking about them uh, with people online. Um, we've discussed doing further Wheel of Time content. Uh, I, I think it would be difficult to really just do a clean break away from this series, as, as the preponderance of reread podcasts would show you. It's, it's, it's very hard to stop. Uh, it's very hard to not dig into it further. But in terms of uh, routine, regular, weekly content, we've discussed other series we might jump to. Um, we've discussed the Cosmere. We've just pretty much uh, all of the, the big popular series we've chatted about that Allie has not read. So Expanse is out, unfortunately. She's read that. Song of Ice and Fire is out. She's read that. But Dresden Files is on the list. Um, Cosmere is on the list. Uh Malazan is on the list, but it's not super likely because Steven Erickson's writing style does not really lend itself to a predictive formula of discussion. For those who have read his his books, they're very good, but they are they are uh deliberately obfuscatory at times. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to say here's what's gonna happen, I think, and I think ali might get frustrated with that. Um yeah,
0: probably Cosmere though, if I had to guess. I mean there's a fair bit of Cosmere to talk about, I think. Um yeah. you know just yeah i mean already the number of books out is just ridiculous in the cosmere let alone the fact that there's still six more to go in the stormlight archive plus whatever else he's going to write so um yeah alan i know you have a a large uh google doc uh spreadsheet sorry uh, with, sure. with the, the dates like have you planned out afterwards um is the drinking from a boot going to continue forever
3: or will, uh, you, know, you know who knows um you know Five years from now will all be completely different. You know, Chris gets married next October. Um, I have my third kid on the way. There's a lot of life changes happening. Uh, so, um, and I say October, not this October, fall in October. Chris gets married, but still, it's on the horizon. Um, and Ian's now seriously dating someone as well. So, who knows where we're all going to be? Um, unlike couples hopefully you guys you know that's that's the idea it's forever to the death do us part so you guys can plan for their head Whereas friends like i don't know what we'll do we might do a reread um i haven't really discussed that with the guys um we might do different books we might not do anything at all i look i said i we're, we're way too far out to even start having that conversation with friends. <laughs> like, just, I have a life plan with my friends. I just I just don't. <laughs> it's kind of week by week. <laughs> like, hey, do you want to record next week? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah you, you're still going to turn up, right? Yeah, you know?
3: <laughs> so shut up. Right? And sometimes they don't. I mean, we've had times where we've had to cancel last minute just because um, of craziness. Like, uh, I remember the worst time was you know everybody's sitting in the Discord server getting ready to record live and Ian texts me and said, yeah, I can't do it tonight. It's like, what do you mean? We go live in five minutes? It's just yeah, I, I ran a canoe of ground, and um I'm stuck up a creek, pretty much, and there's no way I'm gonna get back to anywhere where I can record. I'm like, okay, so he was like, uh, chits creek. Yeah, yeah he's literally up the creek <laughs> with a paddle. Um, so you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, for for a group of friends, uh, who knows? Maybe maybe I'll maybe eat and I, or maybe all three of us, or maybe I'll find new people. I who knows? Like I said, it's it's just. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't predict that far with with this guys. <laughs> that's fair.
0: And, and I, we've, we've skipped the, the the first question I was going to ask. Um, uh, like, sure. What moment are you really looking forward to? uh I mean, maybe for both guys to find, or you think yeah. there's a moment that's going to speak to to Alan, uh, to Ian, or to Chris individually that they can going yeah. to love.
3: You know, I'm excited about some of the things later in this. You know, the Battle of the Two Rivers in this book, just what we're on right now, things like that. Um, you know, going forward, you know. Um, Gus and Brett already named some of the big ones, you know, the, the golden grain and, and the green dress and, and all those normal ones. Um, I, I'm feeling that, that Ian's going to really love the whole, um, Jane Farsighter died. Well, kind of thing. Um, you know, those, those type of things, um, and, and the tower, I guess that's the tower of the Um, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think they hit all the big ones do my as well. is going to be fun. Um, the healing, naive healing. Uh, that's one thing they predicted as well um, is that, that still he's going to be able to be healed. Um, they did predict that which was crazy. Um, like as soon as they found out Loghain was still that's the first thing they said was like well he's not going to stay still. And they're like what do you mean? And they're like yeah whatever can be done can be undone. I, I'm guaranteeing he's going to be still. And I was like okay well. <laughs> um so so i think that's gonna be fun just you know when when they when seeing some of their stuff come right i think they'll be excited about um and also i love twisting a knife and rubbing it in when they're completely wrong so (laughs) that's that's also a lot of fun is when they you know ian's on this thing right now that actually it's gonna be a plot twist and matt's the dragon reborn and he's still sticking to it and i just can't wait to be like no, I'm so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's not even close.
0: <laughs> Brent, uh, you've had some time to think now. So, what moment are you most looking forward to for Danny to get to? Um, you know what, what? What's the exciting thing you're waiting for?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like just reiterate. See, this is why I said you asked me last. Now I can just like pile on what they have said because they said all the good ones. <laughs>
0: No, this is where you say, like, no, Patton Thane's ending or, you know, anything like that, you know.
1: <laughs> sure. I, I mean, oh, man, this is the thing. I'm, I'm just pointing out my favorite scenes in the book then, and that's the thing that I found the most interesting is that my favorite scenes, because I like to choose, like, my favorite scene of each book, and I like to tell people about it and explain why I love it so much. But basically, every time I've been like, this is my favorite chapter of the entire book— Danny's been like, nah, this is this is not the best chapter of the entire book. You don't know what you're talking about. So it's just kind of interesting that even now I can get like a first reader being like, this is my favorite thing because it is her journey. Right. So I honestly I'm just excited to see what she's excited about
0: nice nice
1: and do you have any
0: have you thought anything about what you might do afterwards when you finish all 15 books or is that like you know what we'll think about that that's up for danny to decide later on because you know she's the brains
1: yeah she i mean she makes the decision she's the brains. She, she'll she tell me what to do and i'll show up and i'll be there there'll be whiskey in my glass and i'll be good to go so uh i mean in all seriousness we we have sort of talk, talked about it but I mean, it's so far out, right? Five years is a long time to see what the landscape of the Wheel of Time universe even looks like. Because then we're getting to the end of the TV show. We're done the books. Like, who who knows? Uh, I don't think there's a lot of point in setting firm plans just yet. Like, we'll talk when we get there. That's fair. Yeah, that
0: makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah. lads, just one last question and then you can add in anything you think that you know hey i want to just mention this quickly um podcasting it's an interesting thing um brett i know that danny does all the work but i'm sure there'd be something in this you could answer and i'll come last if you like or i'll go you if you wish you, you can pick um what's been in terms of podcasting in the fandom and being a content creator Okay. And as I say like as I've titled this episode, the one that's slightly hidden because everyone's focused on your first-time readers, like what's been your favorite part of the journey being, you know, a podcaster in the Wheel of Time fandom um and and just bringing a first-time reader's point of view to the, to the to the fandom. Like what have you enjoyed the most? What's been the best moment? Brett, you can go first or you can go last. It's up to you.
1: Um I I'll, I'll go first. I think uh, okay. that my yeah, I'm just going to, you know, go out there on a limb here. So my favorite thing so far about doing this, I honestly, when we first started, I didn't know if we were going to get through it because it's it was a new thing. It was a new territory for us. Um, We'd never podcasted before. We didn't do anything like this before. And it was sharing something that has been a huge part of my life since I was literally since I was a child, right? And a lot of people who read The Wheel of Time, it's it's an interesting community because there's so much like old blood, not to, you know, pull too much from the Wheel Time, but (laughs) there is, there's old blood in the Wheel Time universe. There are people who have been reading this since, you know, 89, when I was literally born, right? It's crazy that it's a 30-year book series, it's finished, there's people who have been through everything, and then some, and got to read all the speculation while the books were coming out, and then had a decade to talk about stuff, after the last book was written, and the author passed away. So he couldn't go back and change anything about the series afterwards. Like this series is done. It's complete. It's, you know, it, there's no more coming. So my favorite part of podcasting with this is getting to share something that I absolutely love with someone that is so close to me. That's just like the best thing that has come out of it. Even if we stop the podcast tomorrow, like we're still going to read these books and we're still going to talk about it, probably not in as much detail, but that was the biggest thing for me. So
0: Nice. Alan, what's been the best part for your journey?
3: Well, now I get to feel like Brett here. Um, I don't know how to top that because uh, I don't have the same yes. connection. with – There we uh, go.
1: There we go. Yeah, with Ian and Chris, as <laughs> you probably do with your wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't know you guys. So, like, maybe I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, we love each other. No, don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a different type. Uh, so, um, with with that being said, um, you know, I guess back to your question, what, what surprised me the most, or what, what's our about podcasting or
0: just i mean podcasting in this fandom um you know like just might just be specifically about podcasting you know like what have you learned you're like oh my god this is amazing or
3: i mean i think the biggest thing for us was i mean i chris and i all thought that you know hey we'll try this and there's no way anyone's gonna ever listen to us uh we like i said we started recording on our cell phones and if you go back, i I, i'm like embarrassed by our first couple episodes because the auto quality is so bad and it just it, it literally sounds like we're recording a tin can, and um I, I actually thought about going back and, and like splicing in a apology on the first episode it's like hey it gets better guys just keep on keep on listening. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: I'm like that with my first five episodes of my own podcast as well. So I totally saw you.
3: Yeah, it's like go back and be like, "I'm sorry, guys." Um, but yeah, so um, that's how
0: bad I feel about mine. So yeah, I, I, I totally understand that, Alan. Don't worry.
3: <laughs> so, so, but it's 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 just been so cool to grow this community. And actually, you know what I'll say is my my favorite part of it is is especially when we started this is before the pandemic started. We started in January of 2020, and of course, the pandemic started three months later of uh, COVID and everyone locked down and our Discord server really blew up and we spent lots of time with um some of our fans I guess in the early days. I mean if anybody I know Zool's listening right now and a few others um that, that were with us during those dark times. Uh and and you know me being like an extreme extrovert and so is Ian and Chris Chris was not as much. Chris is busy as I'll get out anyway. But like Ian and I really just turned to our Discord server and hung out there every single night. Um, you know Drinking with our newfound friends, and just the amount of actual, you know, and, and I never, I've never had online friends. Like I said, I, I, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't. Mean, that's just never been a thing that I've had, and I've really built some connections with, um, with some people in the fandom. Um, it's just being like really good friends, people I can talk to, and people that um just outside the wheel of time that I never, never foresee that foresaw that coming. Um, and started a podcast. One, I never thought anybody would listen to us, and two, never thought that I would actually become friends with anybody (laughs) that listen to us. So uh, whether it's other content creators or just fans in general. So um, that's been just just a a little blessing, just a lot of fun for me, just to to interact with people in the community um, that really I feel like I was an outsider in. I I guess I'm not anymore, but I I still feel like I am. Um, You know, I I look like the Matt Hatches of the world and things like that. And like, they're definitely the inside crowd. Uh, And then, you know, I remember the first time, hanging out with naveless on discord you know talking to him and i was just like man I, who am i to keep talking to Nabes right now but uh but now i just don't feel like that at all anymore i mean it's um you know i, I feel like everybody's kind of like colleagues and, and I, the last part that i really really and i'm rambling now is how much this community picks themselves up uh and boosts other people um that's one thing that i've loved about this community whereas a lot of other spaces i feel like it's a lot of competition and a lot of in finding out who can get the best numbers and things like that. Where I feel like here, there's a there's a lot of of collaboration and let's work together. And we're not trying to like get the best listeners. We're just trying to have fun and and and, and share the, the books that we love. So,
0: very much agreed. Very much agreed. Gus, I dare you to top all of those <laughs> at, the risk, at the risk of
3: uh,
2: repeating what's been said. Uh, I, people ask me. You know, I, like, for instance, my boss recently started listening to this podcast. Said, oh, I read Wheel of Time once and, you know, it comes up in conversation I have a podcast about a 15 book fantasy series and they go, who, who, wh- why, ha- who's heard of that? Like how many people have read it? And I say, well, a lot, but you know, they don't talk about it that much. And they go, well, who would listen to you talk about that? And I go, well, it's a, it's a small community. It's a niche community, but it's a really dedicated community. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a really tight knit community. And just being able to be welcomed so warmly into that community has been really, really, really nice. Because it would be very easy, you know, for, for people to gatekeep this. It would be really easy to say, well, I've been, I have been reading since Eye of the World came out. I have been around since, you know, I, I, I picked it up before Robert Jordan died. I was waiting for books, I, I, whatever, who, who are you? I mean, I started reading the books after they were finished. I'm a baby here. I'm a baby in this fandom and people still want to hear what I have to say, you know, and I get to hang out with them and hear what they have to say. And we, we will spend hours chatting about the, the ramifications and nuances of a couple lines in a book and getting for, for my part personally, as, as the, the person who has read the entire thing, having had basically two people to talk about the wheel of time with beforehand, being able to find this community of people who are so welcoming to, to newcomers. They're like, Oh yeah, we want to hear what you want. to. Th- we, we want to hear what you think. And we really want to hear what your fiance thinks because she's going through it for the first time and we can't do that again. Mm-hmm. It's just been, it's, it's just been such a pleasure. You know, I mean, we're, we're all, all of us, the The listeners, the podcast, whatever. We're people who like books. We're all just people reading a book, talking about it. It's a big old book club online,
0: and it's just such a pleasure to be part of it. I love that. It is a big old book club. I that's what I'm going to call Twitter of time now. It's it just, is, it what, is, what is. right. What is it? It's a big old book club. That's that. I love that. That's got to be a T-shirt. Someone get on that. So <laughs> that's brilliant. So fellas, this has been great. I, I've really enjoyed this. Does anyone have anything that I do? You know, what, I've got this coming up. I'd love to talk about it right now. Um, you know, any big events or anything crazy like that. I mean, you know, sometimes people have things in the in the works, or is it all going to be like Alan? You know, let's do this next week and have a massive event type thing.
3: <laughs> Probably. Um, I mean, the TV show is the next big thing. I think for everybody. Yeah.
0: So. I, are we get? Well, are we getting a? a it's August. Mm-hmm. It's coming out in November. When mm-hmm. are we getting it? Let's let's talk TV for a second. When are we getting a trailer? When do you think, guys? Let's. You're the veterans. Uh, you know.
3: So I've you, actually, I I have a YouTube video recording actually on this that I haven't put out yet. But um, so it's it's right. This won't drop
0: until next Friday. So <laughs> <you> just get <laughs> out okay. before Friday. And you'll be in there first. It's, it's, okay. no, 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 <laughs> it's already out. It's,
3: it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I can hit I can hit release right now. Um, it's, it's uh, <laughs> no, it's um, uh, you know, I I really think. Either the last week of 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 August, if you want to keep to the 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 summer. I mean, I guess summer promises by what uh, September twenty first or whatever. But you know, the, the longer they wait, the better it is for a marketing standpoint. And the reason being is because whenever you make a trailer, and I talk about some my YouTube video, whenever you make a trailer, the target audience for the trailer is not us. It's not the fans. Uh, of the book series It's not the people that are on Twitter. Time are even probably listening to this live. The target audience are the people who have never heard of Wheel of Time, and the closer you can release that to the actual airing of the show, um, the more you'll keep it in the front of their mind to be able to tune into that. The early release, the more the, the more people forget, and, um, and and that trailer is meant not for us. I mean, although we all want it, and it's going to be for us in our own little hearts. Um, from a marketing standpoint, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, true so that's that's the way i look at it up.
0: yeah i'm i mean considering it's already you know the first week of august is already done and dusted i'm thinking somewhere late august personally brett
3: what
0: you know when do you think we get in the trailer
1: yeah no I, I agree with what alan said it's it's interesting because i think that they know and i use the capital t they whether it's amazon or rafe or whoever's doing all this stuff they know we're gonna watch the show They don't need to cater to us. They don't need to convince us to watch it. Like we're there, even if it's the worst thing. We've all seen Winter Dragon. We know what bad TV looks like and we're still going to watch it. So. Amen. Yeah, 100%. They're trying to capitalize on people who haven't heard of it. So like delay it, do whatever you got to do. I just, I want, I just really want the Wheel of Time to be the next big thing. I don't want it to be an Amazon show that is like hot for a week or two and then disappears until the next season is released. I want it to get big because I think it deserves it.
0: Yeah. I agree. Gus, anything you want to add on
2: to that? Yeah. I think I've seen a lot of discourse online uh, about, you know, why does the Lord of the Rings Amazon show have a release date already and we don't have a trailer? And to, to the guy's point, Lord of the Rings is an enormous property. And if you tell the public, broadly, there will be more Lord of the Rings on this date, everyone is going to log that in their head. And they're going to they're going to get ready for that. If you tell the public, new fantasy show based on an intellectual property that you probably haven't heard of is coming out on this day, the people who haven't read the books are not going to care. They're not going to click into it, unless it's the most amazing, impressive trailer they've ever seen. Um, the nice thing about what we have had so far, among other things, I mean, the fact that we have gotten all these little tiny glimpses has been such a treat. Um, but I've noticed every time they drop one of these on Twitter, 10 to 15 people go like, Hey, they're making a wheel of time show. I've read those books. Is there anyone else out here who who has done that? And then they get sucked into Twitter of time and you know, it goes from there or, or whatever other online community. They get sucked into the podcast and we benefit, but, uh, yeah, the the that those little bits we've seen, those are for the people who love the series. Those are for the people who are familiar with the intellectual property. The trailer's going to come as a shiny thing when people will not forget about it. I'm repeating everybody else here, but just, you know, adding adding a little extra I
0: think background. No, that that's a really valid point, especially about Lord of the Rings. You know, uh, the movies were incredibly successful. You know, as they should be, because they're, they're incredible productions, um, keeping very accurate to the books there, uh, you know, as much as you can for making a film adaptation of a book series, especially a lengthy one like Lord of the Rings. And I say lengthy in terms of regular book series, because obviously we're used to Wheel of Time. Um, but yeah, the people know those movies, even if they've never really watched them, they know that they're considered great movies and great adaptations. So when they say more Lord of the Rings stuff is coming next year, people are like, okay, that's probably going to be good then. Because I, they rate it against other stuff. So that's a really good point. So um, I like that you bring that up, Gus. Do you mind if I, if I get in the weeds for a
2: second about... Uh... Go for it. So so ali has been actually, she's currently studying TV business and works in, in the entertainment industry. And uh, a, a huge thing, the biggest thing right now for studios is franchise. Um, if you have a franchise, if you're a successful franchise, you're a successful studio. And most massive studios are not banking on new intellectual property. They're banking on existing franchises. Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Fast and the Furious even, Spider-Man for hmm. Sony. I mean, fa- Fast and Furious, Fast 9 was apparently horrible, but we've all heard about it and a lot of us have probably seen it, right? So I think what, they're, what they should be doing with Wheel of Time is hoping to make it the next big franchise. And I think yeah. that's what they are geared to do. And I really hope it works
0: yeah my i my boss literally asked me today he said you have the first book we said you've got the books right and i said yeah i didn't i didn't tell him that i have them physically digitally and audibly um (laughs) but you know that's so i can travel with them and listen to them um anyway i said "I, i do and i don't actually now that i've said that because i've actually lent it to my first time reader he's like oh okay well when you get it back i dread to tell him how long that's going to be give it to me and i'll read it and i was like that's amazing because you know he hears me talking about this and you know he then said so is it going to be big like is it just going to drop and be like amazing is that what you're expecting i was like actually no it is going to be amazing i'm definitely expecting that but i think the first season is going to come out and it's going to be very under the radar it's going to be amazingly well received it's going to be a great show we're going to love it as a whole obviously it won't please Absolutely, everybody. N- nobody can be, you can't please 100% of people with anything, full stop. Um, but I think, it, <laughs> I love that, by the way, Jason just put it, yeah, time to buy another copy. Um, <laughs> my first time reader went and bought a digital copy for himself so that he can read, um you know, at home if he's uh, doing something that leaves him away from where he left the book, shall we say, uh, <laughs> you know, instead of reading a newspaper. And uh, anyway. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh yeah. The new covers of the books as well. But uh, anyway, I said to him, like, I th- I think it's going to be very under the radar, be very well received. And then, you know, people are going to watch it a bit and it's, you know, it's going to get decent numbers, definitely worthy of, you know, Amazon's faith in getting a second season. And then the second season is going to come out and people are going to be waiting for that and wanting that. And it's going to be like, oh, Suddenly, the numbers just go up and up and up, and everyone starts saying, Do you know, I've been watching this. Oh, yeah, I've been watching this show as well. And everyone's going to realize that everyone's actually been watching it, and no one's realized that
1: it's everyone else is watching it as well. You've going got to be- a good point, Rob. Because They're going to the meet over the thing- water coolers. Yeah. Same thing I feel happened with shows like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. And I just take that, I say it that way because I consider myself a completely average person in my media consumption. I'm not ahead of the curve. I'm not behind the curve. I am like your 100% average dude who's going to pick up shows when other people do. And Walking Dead, I didn't get into until like second or third season game of thrones i didn't get into it until like second or third season because it was like all the the hype up from the people who loved it and were waiting for it again to come out that's what got me excited about it schitt's creek so yeah Yeah. i didn't watch schitt's
0: creek until season
1: um it was over
0: yeah and then i was like my friends you should watch this because you remind me of someone in the show who is absolutely freaking awesome and i think you know And and so I watched it, and it wasn't the person didn't appear so much later in the season that they thought I reminded them of. But um, and I was like, oh my god, I wouldn't, you know, I I didn't watch it when it came out. So yeah, I think that um, it's going to be, it's not going to be a worldwide event and be like that global domination that we know it's going to
3: be until season three. But that's just my opinion. Here's my 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 one take on it. So. Amazon is one of those interesting platforms where they have so many people that have access to it and no one watches it. Um, So, if you have an Amazon Prime account, which most people buy for their shipping, um, you have access to Amazon Prime Video. It actually comes with the package. And a lot of people. So, if you look at the amount of people that have access to watch it, it's 200 million. I just looked it up on Google. Uh, Versus how many subscribers, paid subscribers of Netflix are, it's 207 million. So, it's about the same as Netflix as far as the amount of reach it could possibly have. It's just they'd never have had a serious flagship um sh- original show. Um you know Netflix now has, has has several whether it started with House of Cards or uh Orange is the new Black and they they've had a ton of these various very popular original Which programming. Um you know Amazon's had The Boys, they've had, you know, Man in the High Castle, but those weren't they weren't as big as anything that Netflix has put out. And I, I know from an article I read a while back that Jeff Bezos looked at Game of Thrones for what it did to HBO and said, we need a flagship, a fantasy flagship like that um, on the Amazon platform. And uh, that's why they bought both Lord of the Rings and hedge their bets and Wheel of Time. Uh, luckily we get to come out first. So hopefully we can mm-hmm. be that flagship, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things that that's, that's really what they're searching for. Cause they have the, they have the watchers. It's just are, are the potential. A lot of people don't even know they actually have access to Amazon Prime because they just bought it for the ship and don't even know they have the video. That's,
0: That's interesting, interesting
2: thing too. Is uh, I, I always have some concern when streaming shows, exciting streaming shows based on properties I like, come out because Amazon or not Amazon Netflix so frequently will cancel things after two three seasons. And mm-hmm. from from what I've heard, that is not because they think it's not doing well, but it's because the they uh netflix in particular netflix hulu the the platforms that are focused on streaming as their primary service they don't create stuff they don't make stuff for the purpose of making good shows they make it to drive up subscriptions so you're going to hear about stranger things and you're going to subscribe to netflix for it you're going to hear about um the witcher and you might subscribe to netflix for it but once it's been around for a while and it's not generating new subscriptions, you're not going to suddenly jump onto it in season four now that it's big. Amazon, that's not their primary driving force. Streaming is not their primary source of revenue. As, as Alan said, people get Amazon Prime not, not necessarily for watching shows. They get it for uh, free shipping. Free shipping, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. Or
3: yeah. a chance to go to space, you know? Or they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the red blood grill.
0: I love that. All uh, right, well, um, and, unless there's anything you'd like to add, fellas, uh, uh, you know, we could probably bring this to a, to a tie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I hope you've enjoyed talking a bit more spoilerish than usual. Um, it's a blast. You know. that was fun. This is good. Yeah, you you always have to talk. It's very rare unless, unless you're a solo guest somewhere for some reason. Uh, Ali, you've been on a few shows. Um, and I know um, Gus and Ray, you you've been on things here and there, but you are always typically with your first time readers. So it, you know, I hope you've enjoyed the freedom, and uh, the first time readers haven't minded too much. Um, particularly Ali. Sorry again. I feel like <laughs> I'm going to be saying sorry to Ali for a long time, and sorry to Danny. Why not? Um, you know alan i'll buy you a beer and a boot um
3: oh, thank you, you, know, thank you can,
0: well three ah, so you can share I'll it with the boys
3: give, i'll yeah. give it i'll give it to ian, ian then no, yeah,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> the three if you can share it because one boot between the three of you is not enough beer just for starters so <laughs> there you go but yeah well ladies and gents please if you're listening and you haven't subscribed to any of these podcasts please go and do that a link to all of them will be in the show description, uh, and they are all worth listening to. They're all on my list, and I'm working through... I I have this thing where I have to work through one completely before I can add more, uh, but I always listen to a few episodes of everything that I'm like, I want to try and listen to this. Let me see if it's my thing. And they're all very, very firmly on my list, so I guarantee that you are going to enjoy them if um, you, know, you enjoy a first-time reader perspective. They are great shows, and they're all they will bring something different to the table. It's great. So I really, 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 really recommend them. Um, the links will all be in the show notes. So please go and check them out. If you've enjoyed this, please let me know. You know, you can email talks at gmail.com. You can join the Discord server, which is where we've recorded this. I do this once a month, not specifically on a date, but you know, I advertise it in advance and you can come and join and listen. So join the Discord server, join their Discord servers. Everybody here has a Discord server. They're all good fun. Um, I mean, Gus, all right, you share yours, but there's like, 500 channels in it some for you <laughs> some for um stuck on arrakis they're all great there's food channels there's plant channels i know uh, brett you've got some amazing channels in there there's like dark friends social Win the wheel reads server like there's great channels on them so join all the discord servers folks if you haven't joined discord at all you're missing out and there's loads of people like Zul who are going to help you get through it all uh if you want to follow what i do uh please subscribe to me um you know rate me i am officially on audible ladies and gentlemen oh. uh, as of yesterday malcare talks podcast is on audible you can listen to us on there um it's uh guys if you want to know if you're not already there i feel like most people are already there but uh i didn't know that could be a thing and i went and checked and got myself on there um yeah so rating review apple podcast is another place great to another great place to do that Um, because it helps people find my crazy wacky theory spoilery content um you know some people don't want that but hopefully some do um so please do that and uh yeah if you like cooking or narrations you can find me on youtube where you'll also find all these other fine folks occasionally as well uh, if you want a grin cup a uh, review of a book or talks about sailing uh, or even just oscar style <laughs> award shows you will find them all these fine gentlemen and their first time readers have great shows so you can find us all on youtube and uh, yeah if you want to support malkit talks the best way to do that is on patreon patreon.com slash talks um, come and join the family as i said at the beginning of the show welcome again gentle giant jason it's great to have you on board It's part of the family alan's part of the family he's in there so uh, yeah it's it's fabulous and i enjoy that and if you just want to listen and love and enjoy that's great too uh gentlemen thank you again once again for joining it's been a pleasure i hope you've enjoyed it and uh yeah, I'm sure we can, you know, get together again and uh, have some fun and talk spoilers and, and things like that, because you don't get to do that. So. <laughs> it's been a blast. Thank you. It good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> and until next – uh, no, it's been <laughs> a pleasure. You. I can't even say my own sign-off properly there. And until next time, folks, may you always find water and shade.